whose boot-scooting baby a bull is driving her a crazy, her obsession with old Lancey from her train station days, her Robinson, Romeo versus Cowboy from head to toe. Lance is ready to meet Roxy's Auntie T. It's this week's Ramsey Speak. I did not expect that from this week. Ah, fantastic. Thought Eurovision finished on Saturday. Well, you know, you know. Oh, I mean, where did that come from? I was really inspired by um, Netta's... Netta's <laughs> toy. Yes. <laughs> fantastic. That one. Right. So we'll see you representing the UK next year? Oh, I hope so. Okay. Hopefully. Well, we could do with the votes, so... We could. <laughs> okay, well, from that craziness to the crazy week that has been on Neighbours, um, it has been wild. It has been a wild week. It started with uh, Mother Teresa. Mother oh, Teresa. Absolutely loved that. And uh, yeah, we're starting to see the wild side of Therese come out. You know, my mother always warned me about hanging out in the wrong crowd. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you've never exactly been Mother Teresa yourself, oh. particularly with our little battles over the years. Hey, I never said I was perfect. I mean, I know I can be a little ruthless at times, but I'm certainly not in your league. Oh. Great line from Paul there. <laughs> so good. And um, I just like that. I feel like going back to the days of English A-Level and GCC, this oh. is perhaps a bit of foreshadowing. I oh. feel like we've mentioned Mother Teresa, Paul has, and this is maybe a bit like now we're going to see the complete opposite of Mother Teresa. We're going to see someone who's a bit wilder. You know, Roxy's there. I feel like she's a bad influence. And I'm just enjoying that Therese, who's really been a character who's just been involved in other people's storylines. You know, she's either been involved in the breakup of her marriage or, you know, Brad and Lauren, and then then there was Josh dying. She just been involved Having in all cancer. of her kids' lives. Yeah, exactly. That's but she really, has a really key storyline she's had, actually. But I don't feel like we've really ever got to know who she is and why she is the way she is. She's always just been a powerful hotel woman who just wants to be in charge and wears those fabulous capes and oh, it's amazing love her doing capes. so. Yeah. You're I want inspired one. by them. I want one. <laughs> um, but now I feel like maybe we're gonna see a bit of Therese. We've learned about that she's been spending a lot of time at these train stations, you mm. know, what's going on over there. Um, and maybe this is the point when we start seeing who she is, where she came from, and what has made her be the way she is now. It would be really nice, and it opens up um, a lot of storylines that, you know, we could explore as the show, um, which would be exciting because she's, as you said, she's a character that has been on the show for quite a while, but we don't know that much about her. So it's quite interesting that we could have this whole new avenue of a character that we thought we knew but could be totally different. And um, hopefully we're going to see more of the wild side, as you said. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to learn more about her family. Potentially there's some new characters that could be brought in then as well, mm. which I'd really love to fill that house with even more kind of um, young people like Roxy. Um, we'll come on to Roxy, but first I've just got a... Um, we obviously spoke about this this Moomoo that joined the uh, joined the <laughs> garden. Um, but this was in just... In my rap, you mean. <laughs> in, your, in your rap. Um, <laughs> rap, I don't know if we'd call it that. Um, but uh, Therese had a great one line where she just referenced it with Paul in the uh, kitchen. You think she's really going to move that thing? Don't you mean move? She's a resourceful girl. I have faith in her. Yeah, well, I don't. I'm sorry, I know you don't want to hear that, but I think that we need to lay down some more ground rules in order to keep her on the straight and narrow. Oh, you mean like the ground rules that we've just agreed on for you? <laughs> it's just like um, the most obvious and easiest pun, but she went with it and it was just really funny. I just, I, I mean, I really liked that line. That was one of my favourite moments. More than that, I really enjoy um, every day a little bit more seeing Paul and Therese both being on Ramsey Street. Yeah. It makes me realise how strange it was 
seeing Ramsey Street without Paul on it for so many years. Yeah. Because he's a vital part of it and he adds so much. And now he's back there, you're like, God, we've just missed seeing him on that set completely. And it's really nice because when he was staying in the penthouse, um, most of his scenes were him walking around the complex at Leicester's. Mm. So now we get those walking scenes, but he's coming out of the house. He's taking the bins out. He's getting the newspaper. And again, it starts to feel far more homely and kind of relevant to the kind of good neighbours become good friends thing. And that the fact he has to cross Gary in the street or becomes a little bit more normal, where sometimes when they're all at Harold's at once, it's like, oh, come on, this wouldn't happen. And so it's real. It's realistic. Yeah. And Paul's a really um vital character to the show he gets loads of storylines all the time so as you said seeing him go in and out of the house and stuff now means in general we're seeing a whole lot of like neighborly conversation there's a lot of stuff on the street there's a lot of going in and out of people's houses a lot of stuff in the garden and that's really nice i really welcome it i think he's just so good in the street and he adds loads of humor because he's the sort of person who doesn't want to be a good neighbor he doesn't want to have that stupid over the bins over the fence conversation and now he's having to do that and just really enjoy it. I think it's great. Yeah. Someone who uh, didn't enjoy the neighbourhood that much this week was Vera Punt. I love that she was back just for like a classic. There's <laughs> drama going on. Vera must be there to criticise it. Yeah. Um, and this was brilliant. This is different. That's not my idea, mate. Oh, I don't know what you've authorised, Eve, and it's disgusting. Last of this has nothing to do with this, it's disgusting. She's just, <laughs> um, she's just becoming that character that they always have in soaps. Yeah. And it's just great to have one who is there just to roll their eyes and to be like... Oh, it's she's like a Mrs. Mangled. She's like a looking yeah. down her nose, you know, criticising, moaning about everything. It's great. And she's like when... um. When they bring back Hillary, I think it is, Hillary Robinson, um, and she comes back and she just rolls her eyes at Paul and she's there to make the little snide comments. So when Vera's in it to do those moments, it's really great. It just adds a whole different side of it that's just comical. And, you know, who even is Vera Pan and why is this character in it? But why she's is she just still great. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, we need to see more of that house at the end as well. Cause that, that was um, Steph Scully's old set of the house that she oh, yeah. was in. That was great. Um, so we need to see more of that. I'd like to see a big renovation there, maybe a hot tub in the garden or a bowling alley or ice skating <laughs> rink. I don't know. Could be anything. In Could Owens be anything. Um, but it wasn't just Vera that was disgusted by the ball. Initially, Therese was apparently disgusted. Then she got on board. David also got on board. If you go to our socials at Ramsey Speak, there's a great photo added without comment of David riding the ball. Just going to leave that there. Um, <laughs> but Therese actually loved it in the end, um, secretly in the garden. I didn't realise their garden was that big that it could fit a mechanical ball in it, if I'm honest. The, the funnier bit, I thought, was not that their garden's big enough to fit a mechanical ball because the set is quite big, to be yeah. fair. But it's more how Roxy can discreetly get a mechanical <laughs> ball that's in a blown-up inflatable zone she can get that in the garden and inflate it and install the hay around the ball Eas- so easily yeah. like overnight whilst no Therese and Paul are sleeping. She said that the team couldn't pick it up so she literally would have done that herself What she yeah. walked it over. <laughs> Just absolutely classic. But Therese had a great time on the ball. Um, I don't think we've seen her like this ever. No, I really enjoyed seeing this wild side. I think it kind of is like... You know, your kids have moved away. None of them live at home anymore. So she doesn't, all her inhibitions are freed. So she can do whatever the hell she wants. And I know she's in a relationship with Paul, but she's not tied down into marriage or anything like that. She's literally kind of like, kind of embracing life as like a single woman who's got no kids to worry about in a way. And this was like a sign of it. It was like her being crazy, fun loving, just like, let And she obviously loose. just wanted a bit of a ride. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
whoever works in the neighbor's sound team on that literally went onto like um the the network where you find the music and just went cheeky potentially slutty music <laughs> and that was the track that came up <laughs> i thought it was great the, one of the highlights of that bit is just all the traces like woo yeah. yeah oh yeah like so great you and can imagine <laughs> i know you can imagine that when she filmed it it was just like really funny to do in fact if anybody from the crew worked on that scene and is listening to the podcast i just really want to know what that scene was like to film yeah. was that just an audio only her standing there with a with like a with a lapel mic just going woo oh yeah or I, was she actually on the ball doing it <laughs> also i want to like mechanical balls i find quite difficult i've only done it a couple of times and i'm straight off i fly straight off um she did really well to like stay on that and look really good doing it i'm just really intrigued yeah. to know how many takes it took t- to achieve that i thought watching it back um and this might have been in my dreams but i thought some of the shots were sped up and the ball was going quite slow um yeah. so i think that she sped some of the shots up and i think even for roxy's I, I now i totally this might just be misjudgment but i thought some of the shots were sped up in the edit but they kind of told them to kind of slowly move their hands so that in the post it would look real but tell me if i'm wrong watch it back if you do get a chance but um look out for that because i'm pretty sure they sped some of them up which makes sense because that's obviously a safer way to do it and it means they're not going to fall off so yeah absolutely it totally makes sense i thought it was great though and a really great introduction to lance who we're going to get to talk about on next week's podcast yeah. because he has joined the show conrad colby um originally in home and away yeah and we were speaking saying he adds such a home and away element to it. He looks like someone who's just rocked off the beach of yeah. home and away. And I'm sorry to mention the the band words home and away, but he does bring a home and away ness to neighbours, which I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying it as well because, I mean, Melbourne is completely different to. I think home and away is based in Brisbane. I think mm. it is. I'm um, like Gold Coast. I think it is. So they're completely different areas of Australia. So. I like the fact that when you get somebody who's, you know, a bit of a surfer dude, someone who, you know, they turned up on their bike, they're looking all incredible hair, nice tan. It adds that real kind of like stereotypical Australian element to it, which is like quite cool. And I really enjoy seeing it. Yeah, I really like him. I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen. He's obviously a bad boy, but we don't know how bad he is. There's obviously money. Some money's been, you know, found from somewhere or stolen. Mm. So that will be interesting. Um, I love that the back lane bars back. Just absolutely love that. Um, Roxy and Leo running that is going to be a really interesting dynamic. At least it's given Leo a bit of a storyline that isn't just moaning constantly. I hope. I um, hope it brings a bit of renovation to the back lane bar. Oh, like, yeah. I hope the set changes only in the sense that it looks incredibly unrealistic as a set. I like that it is just like the dark, dingy bar that you go to when you want to go on a crazy night out. But you could achieve that by making it look just a tad more realistic. Like you said yourself, the walls are covered in chalk. They've yeah. just like written stuff all over the walls. I'm sorry, but like. That's not cool. That no. was once upon a time really cool and artistic. It's 2019. That's not cool anymore. Let's just get something which is a bit more updated and a place where people, young people genuinely would go for a drink. Yeah, or it's just little things. You know, depth in sets is really important. Even just having, having a hanging bulbs or something like that that just allows a camera to pan through it always really helps. So mm. I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. I hope there will be a renovation at some point. Um, but I know Leo's kind of putting his foot down on that to Roxy at the moment and saying, we don't need that just yet. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Um, on our socials as well, we did a little um, a little exclusive tease of some of the cocktails that are going to be coming out <laughs> at the Batlane Bar. A bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, but if you haven't had a look, check it out, because um, I think it was some of our finest work, if we do say so ourselves. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so, I'm going to be making all of them this weekend. All of them this weekend. Um, so do have a look and tell us what cocktail you would order from the Buck Lane Bar, because um, that was lots of fun. Um, so going on from lots of fun to a bit of drama, there was a gas explosion this week. Oh, I mean, yeah, let's use it loosely. This was 
I wasn't a fan of the ghastly. I like, you know, it's being pinned on Finn and that's the whole element to it. But I just found it a bit dull, only in the sense that it's incredibly like unrealistic and it's kind of like, oh, really? Again? Well, when I heard that B was involved, I thought that when they say ghastly, they misspoke and actually it was just the hot air coming out of her mouth that just blew everybody up. Yes, you can't say that. But, uh, but it wasn't. It was an actual gas leak. Uh, classic that the community centres targeted, you know, that place that is a community centre that there'd constantly be people in, but no, no, there was no one there in the middle of the day. Um, so great on that. But the key thing I wanted to talk about, because I don't really want to touch on the gas leak that much, I've been there, done that. They were all laying on the floor. Carl was there immediately. Classic Carl, not working as usual. Mm-hmm. Um we started to see Carl's true feelings really start to unravel this week and Chloe really had to pick up the pieces when he wanted to rush off to the hospital. Hey, guys, we can't go this way. Uh, the police are calling off the area. What happened? You haven't heard. Oh, there's been an incident at the community centre, some kind of poison gas or something. We were just headed there. Yeah, uh, look, a bunch of people have been hurt. What? Who? I'm not sure, but I was with your dad when he got a text from Susan and then he dashed straight off to the hospital. Hey, me. We don't know that. No, no, she was going to be there. That, that must be who Dad got the text about. It, it could have been another I have to go to the hospital. Right now? Well, I need to know she's OK. So he's rushing off to the hospital. He thinks Amy's worried. Chloe doesn't really know what's going on. And we're starting to see kind of the true feelings there um, unwrap. Really interesting because um, we knew that Cole came back for, you know, Amy at the end of the day. Paul tried to plan it, but I think it was obvious that, you know, he was doing that as well. Mm. Um it will be interesting to see how far this goes. It made Gary this week try and book, you know, a really quick wedding. Um, he's panicking a bit. Uh, will Amy fall back into Carl's arms? Well, I don't know, but I really hope they don't. And that's not just because I'm a big hashtag Gammy fan, but <laughs> Gammy sounds awful, doesn't it? That is the name that G- we would give. G- Gammy? G- no, I don't. Gary and Amy. Gammy. I suppose you actually lose the yeah. A. So, g- yeah, g- Gammy. Yeah. Either way, it's odd. Um, No, I'm a big fan of them just because I think it adds a really good element. Amy's Amy's a bit younger than Gary and I just think it adds a a really cool (laughs) dynamic. Well, a bit younger, quite a bit younger. But um, it adds a really cool dynamic and I just enjoy them as a couple. But more than that, since Kyle has come back, I really enjoyed his dynamic with Chloe. We got to see him be the cheeky chappy he was before he met Georgia and started and was married and had all of that relationship drama. Instead, he was just a canning boy who liked to have a laugh and was just, you know, having a drink in the waterhole with his mates. And I like that side of him. And it would be a real shame to write him back into the show and latch him straight onto Amy straight away and then go through some relationship crap. Like, we don't need any more of that. There's so much of that going on everywhere. It'd be so much nicer if he just was the cheeky chappy who this week was in the backgrounds of the shot when Roxy was being told off by Therese, he's in the background riding a mechanical bull. So good. Seeing him like the teenager he was when he was in the show at Erinsborough High and now, you know, that's just what I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying that from the character. Yeah, and it makes a change to see characters actually, like, all, all the time he's, he keeps running off to have sex with Chloe. I'm just really enjoying the kind of plinky-plonky neighbours of it. It's the proper Carl and Susan blue box sitch. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's got that vibe to it. Um, and Amy can be a little bit uh, dry in her storylines, not as in not as in the actress, but just in her her. Uh, character storylines are quite dry she's moaning at her dad her dad pisses her off she then moans a bit more she does a lot of moaning she's moaning at gary she's not sure if she likes him she moans at someone else so i don't really want to bring kyle into that i'm loving that exactly as you said he's the kind of person at a party who'd be like let's all get naked and you'd be like yeah 
Yeah. You're hot. I just like the side of neighbours at the really moment hot. that's got like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we know, Alfie, how you feel. Um, oh. I like, we just, I'm enjoying the side at the moment, which is like the pool parties, Aaron, David, um, we've got Carl, we've got Chloe, like Leo. I just really enjoy that side of it as a youngness. And it's young people being young that aren't all latched off in relationships, which is absolutely great. But like, I like seeing that side. It adds a completely different dynamic to when you've got your married couples and your older couples. So I like it. And so I was sad when Kyle and Amy went separate ways this week. But talking of older couples, um, Sheila had a real cadenza with some bickies at the hospital this week as well. I loved Sheila being in hospital. Mm. There's nothing better than Sheila trying to manipulate a situation to get the most out of it. What do you mean I have to settle down? The nurses are complaining, Okay, You can't just eat whenever you want in the hospital. I am the partner of the COO. And I've had a near-death experience, and I think I deserve a few extra bickies. Yeah, well, that's why Dad's going to the shop to get you some. Why don't you read some of the magazines I brought you? Oh, thank you. Oh, heavens, what's all this? You didn't have to bring me flowers. You asked me to. Oh, uh, could you just pop them over there? Thanks. (laughs) That was literally my favourite bit of the week. You didn't have to bring me flowers. You you literally asked me to. (laughs) And that was a great Amy line. (laughs) It was just really cool, and... That's what I like about the family dynamic. Sheila's bloody amazing. But if Carl was latched off of Chloe, Chloe is very similar. She's a bit sassy, so she adds that. And then Amy is partnered with Gary and she adds like a sassiness. And then you've got a family, which is just really, really funny. And the Cannings become such a big, like warm hearted family. Like, oh, I just really enjoy them. Sheila's bloody amazing. But the Bickies didn't end there, did it? Because there was she, so much more yeah, Bicky drama. dragged on Bicky drama. Trust Gary to buy me cut price digestives. Well, why don't I pop out later and see if I can buy you something fit for the First Lady of Erinsborough Hospital? Have I really been that bad? Well. <laughs> the First Lady of Erinsborough. I bet she went home and she'd be like, Clive, is, is that a real title I can use? <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I absolutely love Clive and Sheila's dynamic. I think they're amazing. As we can see from, like, um, Colette Mann's socials, she's obviously really great friends with Clive. Um So it's just nice to see them together. I love scenes that they're together. And in a way, I know Clive isn't featured in the titles yet. He's just a recurring character. But I kind of love that he's a recurring character Mm. because he's a recurring character that over recent years, audiences just love their scenes together. I look forward to scenes with Clive. Yeah, I'd actually like to see him in the titles, even if he is a recurring guest character. I actually don't see why he couldn't be because he is part of that family unit and it's not like at any time soon they're going to randomly write him out. Even if he was away for six months, I feel like he could still be in the titles because he's with Sheila. Um, and I think sometimes the titles lack that a little bit. Like I'm I'm a bit over the shot of um, Gary and Sheila cleaning the car and I would like that shaken up a little bit just for my own yeah. sanity. <laughs> so I'd quite like to see Clive in that maybe with Sheila. Like, you know, he, he gives her a bunch of flowers or something and Gary's with Amy or, you know, God knows whoever else is going to be left. I kind of think no rush though. On no, it, no personally, rush. I'm kind of like... I enjoy what he's doing at the moment. Doesn't necessarily need to be in the titles, though I'm sure as an actor he'd love to be. Mm. But I'm sure there will come a point when Sheila and Clive's relationship goes to the next stage when they're not just dating. But when that happens, that would be an appropriate time to bring in the titles at a point when maybe they get married or something. Who knows? Then that would be a good time to bring him in as someone who's going to be a permanent cast member on the show. And I think that would be really nice then. If they get married, please can we have Jemima back as the celebrant? I'm just saying because that would be absolutely fantastic. Yes, if they get married, in fact... If they get married, Naomi Canning, if she is oh, not back... you got her in I somehow. Will fume. <laughs> I will I just, I'm just... Maybe I'll start approaching neighbours now just to be like, 
look, as a pre-warning, she needs to come back. There are fans that would fume. We would be, I would be the one who would start it. I would be so angry. She has to be back for her own mother's wedding. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> um. So talking of titles and talking of people together, in the refresh that happened when Finn joined the titles, um, Ned is with Leo and uh, Roxy in the titles mm. and all the girls are together. Um, interestingly, we've started to see kind of the breakup of B and Ned this week. Um, does that mean she's going to write more sad songs? But we can only hope not. Um, but he confessed... <laughs> You're to, on one. I really am. don't know why. Um, he confessed to the fact that he kind of supported Harry... Um, who's in love with Finn. We're just going to gloss over that because honestly, I don't know what's going on there. Um, With this gas canister drama. He said he and Finn have a history, that he belonged in jail and that he had a plan to send him there. How did you assist? I made sure the coast was clear for him. But Mark, I never would have done it if I'd known this would happen. Did Harry say why you had it in for Finn? No, no, I didn't ask. Look, I'd really like to get back to B if that's all you need. You have just confessed to a crime. Yeah, I'm not going to do a runner, Mark. I just need to make sure my girlfriend's okay. If this is true, there are going to be serious consequences, not just for Harry. Ooh, this is the eighth time Ned might be going back to prison. It seems <laughs> to get a slap on the wrist. <laughs> oh, Ned. Um, yeah, personally, for me, as an audience, I'm quite done with this vendetta against Finn that Ned's got going on. I'm bored of it. Don't get me wrong. I've still got the same opinion of, like, Finn definitely shouldn't be in the show because he you know, would go to jail despite his amnesia. But regardless, and even if he didn't go to jail, he'd be put in some kind of witness protection where they can, like, monitor his progress as he develops, not living with the people who he had a vendetta against originally. Anyway, putting that aside, now I've got that out. I feel like Ned is better than this story of him trying to up one on Finn. And Mm. actually, I kind of welcome the fact that Ned and B are, like, you know, calling it a day. He's going off. They're going to be separate. I kind of like that. I just hope he drops the Finn stuff as well and we can finally get a decent storyline for Ned. He's such a good actor. And to be fair, also for B, because all her storyline at the moment, is why I'm annoyed, is her moaning about Ned. Is she going to be with him? Is she not? She's like, oh, just give me a kiss. And it's all like just moany, moany. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, get a storyline. So for Ned, I'm hoping it means we're going to see more of him as a person and as a character, especially in the Willis house. He's in literally the strongest house on the street at the moment, or one of the strongest in terms of storylines. And he's definitely the weakest out of the whole lot. And I don't think that's his fault. Again, Ben Hall was the the actor. I think he just needs like a storyline. And it doesn't need to be a old gang member trying to threaten him. It can be something totally new. You know, can he maybe really get into his job? Can he try something new? Is he going to go back to doing those? Um, he was doing the tours of the graffiti in in the city at one point. Yeah, he was remember, tattoo artist, as and well. he's a tattoo artist. There's so much be, that could go on there. It'd be nice because Roxy's back, and she's a bit of a wild character, and we know that Ned's a bit of a wild character. So I never really enjoyed that he was working in the hotel. Mm. Oh, imagine if I he opened his tattoo parlor. Yeah, a tattoo parlor, or oh, he could work in like the back lane bar. He could be involved in that, but anything which is going to give him more than he's currently got. I feel like at the moment we're in danger of him becoming like Ben. Mm, and became a bit yeah, bland near the Felix end. Felix was a really great actor and really believable, much like um, Ned is. So I want a good char- I want a good storyline for him, and I want to see more of his character. We're about to learn more about Therese. Let's learn more about Ned. Mm. Well, we went back to one of our favourite characters this week as well, Sonia. There was a lot of Sonia chats. and really heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, heartfelt dialogue from Toadie, um, but also Shane and Carl. And everybody just got involved. And it was really nice that there was this natural kind of progression of Toadie's mourning. And I don't think we've seen that from some of the other cast that much. Like, I, I'm a bit pissed off, to be honest, with Susan. Like, I don't feel like she's mourned at all. And that was supposed to be like very someone who was incredibly close to her. 
Um, and I don't feel like we've seen that really um, because she's so wrapped up in Ned. So I'm I'm a bit in kind Finn. of let uh, in Finn. Sorry. So I'm a bit let <laughs> down. Be a whole wrapped up in Ned. <laughs> oh God. Um, no. So I'm a bit. I feel a bit let down by her actually. Um, Cole's trying his best, and Cole this week um, tried to arrange you know a party and things like that. But before that, Toadie had to reconfront Sonia's nursery. Hey, what's going on? Talk to me. <clears throat> I can't do it. I can't go in there. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Give me the keys. I'll get the sander. I've, uh, I've packed her stuff. I've buried her ashes. I've started the foundation. But this is her place. If I walk in there, she's not behind the counters. I've got nothing left. She's gone. She's never coming back. Come here. Hey. Oh, no, that's mine. I know every day's a challenge. But it's gonna get better, I promise. Come on. You don't have to do this today, <gasps> next week, or even next month. Well, I've got to do this sometime, don't I? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be right now. Okay, come on. I think what was really nice about that was that when Tony came back to the house, he found that hard. But I feel mm. like he found going back to Sonia's nursery harder. Yeah. And that was one of her favourite places. Um, so I thought that really rang true with how someone would have felt about, you know, their loved ones kind of spots and their workplace. You know, she absolutely loved that spot. Mm. And as you've mentioned before, I really hope we don't lose that set. I hope that it, it can become a garden or it can continue as a nursery. I think so. And I really hope that um, the team behind Neighbours obviously would have clocked how loved Sonia was as a character by fans. So it'd be a huge mistake to lose the set because fans are going to continue to love them in the same way that fans continue to love Stingray after Stingray was written out of the show. And he's on the memorial wall, the Welcome to Ironsboro yeah, wall. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it's always nice to have these nods so that people can always look and go like, oh, that was such an iconic and brilliant Neighbours character and we're never going to forget how brilliant she was. But I loved Shane in that scene. I never loved him as a character when he came in. Um, Shane and Dippy for me were a bit redundant. As you know, recently I've taken a full 360 on Dippy. I yeah. love the gal. But um, Shane I'm really enjoying because now you're seeing him as a brother and I don't feel like before now you've really got to see him in that light. And actually he's a great brother and he's really being there for Toadie and seeing the dynamic between them, you're really getting a strong essence of family. And that's what's so important, especially in Neighbours. And it's really heartwarming and seeing how he's there for Toadie is really great. And the scenes they're having together are really deeply moving. Yeah, I mean, and we've got a really dramatic storyline coming up shortly um, to tease it. I've seen some of the spoilers have hit online, so we can slightly mention potentially maybe fake D's returning. Maybe there's going to be some drama around that. Um, Shane and Dippy are integral to that storyline, and it's really going to test them as a family because as as we've said before, Sonia was that person who would calm Toadie down and go, stop being so silly. Stop being angry at Carl. You know, whatever. She's not there anymore. So when he, you know, blows off at Shane, who's going to calm him down, if anyone? Mm. Um, so I'm really interested to see that and very excited about what's to come. I think we're going to hint into crazy neighbours territory, again, of completely and utterly delusional craziness. Mm. But I'm quite excited for it. I'm kind of interested in drama that isn't Finn related. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, so am I. And um, I just, I like the scene, the grieving side that we're seeing to Toady at the moment. But it will be interesting if that comes back and Fate D comes back and that whole well, story. Real Is it Real, real D? Um, because it will elevate the drama. So it will take Toady out of the grieving bit, which although I'm enjoying, enjoying seeing, you know, getting it back to that crazy drama, it was so fun before and it'll be fun this time as well. Yeah. 
But one thing was really nice this week is when, you know, they made those vegan pizzas and they all came together and I just thought it was great. Hey. Hey. You smell that? Yeah. You hungry? Oh. What have you done? Yeah, I hope you're hungry. Oh. You've got plenty of it. Doctor, these, oh. these are pizzas which have been conceived in a way I think that Sonny would have liked. All vegetarian, vegan in fact, polyphenol oh, bases in some cases. Amazing. And some very, very nice fresh juice. Oh, the boy, yep. Anyone want red juice? Oh, it's green. I've got a red. Green for the machine, please. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you get used to the pizzas, lads. Yep, yeah. One slice of pizza and one of these juices. Son, you would have loved this. To my beautiful wife. To Sonia. Oh, to Sonia. <laughs> miss her. That scene was so um, much. really beautifully written. And I think it's testament to the writing and the sound of the background, the music and everything, the whole way the scene looked. Mm. But I felt recently that the character of Sonia is really like I've really missed her she added a huge element to the show which still wasn't there even though the show is fantastic and really strong at the moment and that scene weirdly I felt like Sonia was back yeah it was very odd I don't know why but I did get a tear in my eye and I felt like this is really weird I actually feel like you know Eve is back in the show because everything she bought was in that scene yep. it was magic it made you calm it just made you happy um and I just loved it I thought it was great yeah well, in the true spirit of Sonia, I feel she wouldn't want us to end on a low today. So I thought, because they made some pizzas, we could play a little game. You up for it? Absolutely. Okay, so the game is called Have a Pizza, These Neighbours. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. Oh, great, great. You ready? Oh, you ready? Pizza, these neighbors. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, so hey. I've come up with some pizzas and they are themed around a character in the show. And I want you to guess who the character is. Oh, and I struggled by the end, so some of these are better than others. I'm just going to say <laughs> that now. Right. I'm going to start with my favourite one. So this pizza is a half and half base. It's got a limp dressing of rocket leaves and it's topped with aubergines. Who do you think it is? It sounds borderline sexual. Mm. Should I read it again? <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a half and half base with a limp dressing of rocket leaves and it's topped with aubergines. Oh, do you know what? I've got absolutely nothing going on in my head. Aaron and David? No. I don't know uh, why I thought Aaron and David. You need to focus more on the limp dressing. Yeah, limp. What are you thinking <gasps> Paul, of? it's Paul. Yes! <laughs> Ding! <laughs> okay, great. See? These took a long time to come up with. Yeah, okay, right. Next one. See, they're not that easy, are they? Uh, next one... It's a bit easier. Uh, this is a wine-soaked barbecue base, um, and it's got a salty flavour to it, and it's got a two-time cheeses on top. Oh, clever. You're clever. Mm. It's Ellie. It's Ellie. Ding! <laughs> oh, you're doing so well. God, top pizzeria. Okay, final one. Um, this is a seafood pizza with squid and a jellyfish side. Oh, it's Toadie? Yeah, it's a Toadie oh, pizza. That. That's really cool. Yeah, so that is... Have a pizza, these neighbours. Have a pizza, these neighbours. <laughs> oh, that was great fun. I feel like we're going to have to do that again. Absolutely. Some of those pizzas I wouldn't go near with a barge pole. They sounded absolutely hideous. Well, good news for you. I've cooked them all, so we're going to eat them now. Brilliant. <laughs> no, I haven't. But we are going to go and have some pizza because I'm quite hungry now, actually. Um, worth a mention just before we go. Um, Kershaw this week. Natten. Said nothing. Nothing. No. Keep an eye out, please. Let us know. Um... We won't even play the crookets. It's not even worth a mention. <laughs> to be fair, there wasn't many points where she could have come in this week. But 
you know, keep an eye out. If you see a line from Kersha, anything she says, even if it's just a, uh-huh, we want to hear about it. So tweet us, tweet us at Ramsey Speak. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we will be back uh, very, very soon in your ears. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Please tweet us, uh, Instagram us about what you're loving, what you're hating of Neighbours. Um, and we will be back with you very, very soon. Bye. Bye.